0: Wednesday, it's Bob McCown, it's John Shannon, welcome back. Uh, Baseball conversation today, Bob Elliott, ex of the Toronto Sun, Dave Hodge. Well, needs no introduction. Uh, The two of them will join us and we will talk about baseball in general and the Blue Jays specifically when um, this program begins after these messages. Uh, Dave Hodge is uh, with us, and Bob Elliott, as we um, address the baseball situation. And Hodge, I have to. Uh, Shannon told me that you spend all of your time um, watching baseball, paying attention to baseball. Um, it is uh, it, it is your love of the moment. Is that first of all? Is that accurate?
1: Uh, love of my life. If you really know, want to know the truth, um, I, I did work at hockey for a long time, but that didn't mean uh, I couldn't love something else uh, a little bit more when I wasn't working because we got to love something else than work. Um, so yeah, uh, and my love of baseball uh, makes this uh, quite an occasion to be, uh, to be talking baseball with, uh, with Mr. Elliott. So good morning, Bob.
2: Bob. Bob. I worked at it. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Only
3: folks. Dave, Dave, Dave. Dave's already trying to be the host. Bob.
0: Well, that's all right. He's uh, got plenty of experience at doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> uh, I'm happy to defer, Mr. Hodge, if you uh, would care to take over the entire conversation. No.
1: I, I, <laughs> no. I'm. Uh, I'm pleased that you would acknowledge that, and that um, Mr. Shannon would uh, file that charge against me. But anyway. <laughs>
0: Now, are, would you consider yourself? Are you a baseball fan or are you a Blue Jay fan? Because you would understand that there is a difference. Uh,
1: very much a baseball fan, but yes, I watch the Blue Jays uh, more than any other team. Uh, why? Why not? And um, uh, apart from watching baseball, I'm I'm a fantasy baseball nut. I'm in a league that. Um, uh, spans the country and i think the other 11 league managers uh might be the, the best among the best baseball experts in the in the country so it's tough to keep up and i i will uh try to do the same today uh in um the exalted company of uh, mr elliot there i go again
0: <laughs> jump in elliot you can say no nah, it's bob
1: wow well, uh, i have a
2: question robert all right go ahead You've always been the wisest man in the room, any room that I've been in. But, uh, and we you. go back to before there was a fan. So tell me this why can people not play golf today?
0: It's a great question. I don't have the answer to it. I'm driving, it's driving me crazy. I, I, I never sign petitions or things that are sent around because I just don't think they, they mean very much. But I got a, somebody sent me online a petition to sign about opening the golf courses. Did my homework, found out that no COVID cases, not a single COVID case was traced back to golf last year. The busiest (laughs) golf year in the province of Ontario in history. More rounds played. And so I signed that petition. And uh, to date, the august premier of the province has completely and utterly ignored it. So um, Elliot, I have no answer for you.
2: Well, I'm not a golfer either, but uh, I think I mean, unless there's proof of the contagious, uh, why, why aren't kids playing baseball? Uh, you know, they aren't going to be able to do for a couple of months outside. I mean,
0: well, I don't, I don't dispute that either. Um, I didn't know this was going to be the conversation, but, but I mean, you, maybe you can argue that in baseball, you know, in a normal setting, the kids get close together. Um, Golf, it's not that way. I mean, first you're outside, and secondly, you, you don't even ride in the same golf cart with somebody. And if you do, there's a panel between you, a plastic panel between you. Everybody stays socially distant. You don't touch the flagpole. They have these don't little Don't touch the
2: flagpole.
0: Don't touch the flagpole. They have these little things that sit in cups that sit in the cup. And you take your putter and you ah. you, you, you you flick it up. It's got a little handle on it. You flick it up, and the ball pops out, and you, and you pick really? up the golf ball. How, so, how,
3: how many years have you been golfing, McCowan? How many years have you been golfing? About as long as you've been alive, Shannon. Okay. How, how many times have you ever called it a flagpole? What would you it's call a it? a
2: stick, isn't it?
3: A, a pin. stick? Pin, yeah, pin. you're right.
0: The pin is in. All right. Well, the, whatever. You're, you're really going to pick on me for that? Can we get to basically? Yeah, baseball? I am. Because you, you basically...
3: You've already lost control
1: of this show.
0: Well, with you three morons, I've never had it.
1: I will. uh, I'll I'll give you a bigger issue than this. Not to put put golfers down, (laughs) but um, imagine um, the Leafs in the Stanley Cup final and the Blue Jays uh, a little later hosting the Yankees in a wild card game. Uh, where are those games going to be played and uh, will the uh, government officials, provincial and federal be allowing any fans in the stands if uh, those games are played in Toronto? Um, that's going to be your headline and I think well, it's up to the Leafs and the Jays to get that far but um, look out um, back and forth on that
0: Well and I, I don't dispute that the premise of, of your, your your point your point. Dave, but isn't the issue more about allowing American-based franchises, teams to cross the border? I mean, we're not at the, that's, that's really the issue right now. It, it, there's no, no talking about whether fans are in the stands or not. They just no, no, want not get those people across the border.
1: Should, should, should the first thing happen and, and, the, and the Leafs and the Jays be playing in Toronto, then uh, the, the bigger issue, I think, is going to be whether uh, whether fans can can go to the games in in any numbers. Um, and, uh, you know, we're looking down the road uh, months. Who knows what the situation will be? But I think both teams have, have the potential to be where I suggest that they might be. And, uh, and then, um, you know, <laughs> collect your opinions and share them.
0: So, Mr. Hodge, were you the Premier of the Province of Ontario, which is an intriguing thought in and of itself? Um, would you would you allow hockey teams, baseball teams, four more years, uh, to cross the border and play here?
1: Um, wh- which which doctors am I consulting?
0: Well, you can consult uh, Dr. Vinnie Bumbasa if you want, um, <laughs> or, or or you can consult oh. your own private physician down there in Grimsby who I'm sure is a fine doctor, but um, I don't care. Pick one, make a decision. You're the premier.
1: My decision will be based on, uh, on the science of the, of the moment and uh, as it should have been all along. And it's as simple as that, uh, or as complicated as that, if if you wish, but um, you know, there's going to be a whole lot of pressure from, various directions if the jays can be at the rogers center with the roof open and uh, and and in the playoffs uh, that there be some fans in the stands the jays are going to want it Um, the fans are going to want it Uh, major league baseball is going to have a tough time saying no to that when there's fans in every u.s ballpark so uh, again we're getting ahead of ourselves Uh, so let's talk whether the jays can be in the playoffs no. See, there, i, I there say he, yes
3: there he goes again there he goes again he's taken over again
1: by no, no, complete control i checked the I agenda did. and that and that was that was that was question number one well it was up, the but, premise
0: it was the premise of this entire conversation it just got real on. on you got track. an agenda i didn't get one yeah i, I oh. always need one <laughs> redream and if we didn't they, set the, button- it
3: got just lost. so you know, just so you know, Bob Elliott, uh, Dave always needs an agenda. Trust me. Go. After forty years, he needs. Do we have a meeting? Yeah, we'll have a meeting. Do we have a plan? Yes, we have a plan. Yeah. Okay, we're talking baseball and we're talking about the Blue Jays. Go, Bob McCown.
0: Well, all right. Let's. You know. Okay. So to answer Hodges' question, I mean, I guess the answer to that question is still to be seen, and does doesn't. I mean, how do we even evaluate that? given the extraordinary number of injuries that this team not only has suffered, but apparently continues to suffer the absence of, um, of Springer for virtually the entire season and all the other stuff that's gone on. Elliot chime in here. Um, have you, can you, can you even possibly make an assessment of how good this team is or could be
2: Well, I think I think things will be better, Robert. Once and uh, gentlemen, once they once they finish the extension on their new facility there, that was supposed to eliminate all injuries. (laughs) That uh, that uh, little bit of property they built in Dunedin. Uh, I have some numbers here. So soft soft tissue injuries, uh, strains, pulls, hamstrings. On May tenth, in two thousand and nineteen, it was sixty six. Okay, in the whole all of baseball. This year, there's 118 people on the DL in 2019 because we can't use last year because it wasn't a about 10th last year. It was 194 this year, there's 315. Like it's not just the Blue Jays in all seriousness, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And uh, and the, the best explanation or I heard was Dan O'Dowd the other day. He said that when baseball was shut down last year and they didn't know when they were gonna start this year, is it spring training is that everybody went to their uh, uh, workout guy or their, their pr- trainer and they, they worked extra hard and everything. So now they're, they're uh, they're fit to run the cross country or to play soccer or whatever, but they don't have baseball muscles. You know, like the, the catchers are getting a, a pulled hamstring from bo- blocking a ball in the dirt. Uh, Alexander Kirk is getting a pulled hamstring from running out a foul ball uh you know you got very like you don't get anybody you can't practice getting a break on a ball in the in the left center field gap you can't you can't practice those
1: things um i'll tell you what you can do is make better decisions uh than the jays have done in a a couple of cases uh george springer should not have played a game unless he was ready to play in the outfield um and uh, the Jays are suffering, and so is Springer for the decision to uh, ease him into the lineup as a DH when he wasn't fully ready to play, to swing a bat run the bases. Um, they're, you know, he's a valuable, valuable prop- property. and uh, and they've they've cost themselves the use of George Springer to this point, except for a couple of homers. Uh, and they can only hope that uh, he can come back fully healthy and they better wait until then. Also, uh, recently in a game that uh, they were trailing by five runs in the eighth inning, uh, Rafael Dolis, arguably the closer, or uh, Dolis Romano is the, the closer duo, uh, comes into a game uh, in the eighth inning down by five runs, and I'm guessing he, when he was told to get up and throw in the bullpen, he probably wasn't fully ready because he was thinking they're not bringing me into this game. And now he's on the injured list. Um, I have no idea why the lease would be used in that situation. So there's two valuable players on the IL, And I think uh, decisions made by the Jays are the reason for both.
0: Well, I don't, don't, I'm not, I'm not not disputing in any way what you're saying, David, I I would say though, that, of greater concern is Elliot's initial point, and we spent some time talking to the president of the Blue Jays about this—the millions, tens of millions, maybe a hundred million dollars that were spent on the the new facility in Dunedin, which is visually extravagant, impressive.
2: He, even though they took Bobby Madrig's name off it.
0: Yeah, well, um, I know that that makes me mad too, but. What has it What has it done? I mean, is this the right approach? Are these guys being overtrained or poorly trained? Um, are baseball muscles different than other muscles? We are all old enough to remember the pre-steroid days, when most baseball players were mesomorphs. They were normal kind of looking guys. They were not bulked up necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, You had guys that were quick, fast, who could steal bases and whatever. But you didn't have guys who were in, you know, athletic, real athletic shape. Guys, Dave, Bob, you both know, players would come to camp to get in shape. Now they're expected to come to camp in shape. And I just wonder whether you can, the human body can be in shape for an ex- that long a period of time, it needs some degree of rest. And are these guys getting it? Is there an answer any- in all of this diatribe? Anybody?
1: Well, every, I mean, every team is suffering the same thing. Um, you know, the injured lists are, are crazy, the, the, length, uh, the length of them uh, on every team. And uh, so I don't, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, baseball, for some reason, is tough to play. These days, with anything wrong with you, you know, name the last player that did an interview and after a game and said, you know, uh, yeah, I had a couple of hits, and but I'm playing hurt. Like nobody plays hurt, and maybe should they? I don't know. Uh, but the least little uh, twinge or or pain or uh, soreness, you know, guys are going on the injured list because they're sore, uh, and I, our team's being too careful. I don't know, yeah, but, it, the, but, the agents,
2: but the agents are overprotective well, going to say? and as you made the point, David, about the, about the post-game interview, like, uh, don't you, don't you wish that they had that, uh, shampoo and the pie in the face when you were doing it and <laughs> the guys answering.
1: Yeah. Nobody, so, they, they, but, nobody's but, having but, but, that kind of fun uh, anymore, <laughs>
3: but, hey, but, but doesn't this speak to, um, how expensive the game has gotten. You know, the players aren't going to risk them, their, their, their health anymore because the amount of money they make. And then you look at the extremes of the sport, the 100-mile-an-hour pitcher now. I mean, this game wasn't designed, maybe it wasn't designed to be pitching the ball 100 miles an hour. And the fact that it's become a home runners, a home run hitting event was it designed to be completely about home runs and 100-mile-an-hour pitches? And, and, and is the body ready for those kind of things?
1: Well, I'll tell you what, the body isn't ready to be hit by one of those 100-mile-an-hour pitches on the, on the wrist or the, the hand or the forearm. Um, and for years, I have wondered why uh, baseball didn't try to do something about those injuries. That's like part of the game. Well, it used to be part of the game when the quarterback had hit in the head. And they stopped that. It used to be part of the game when um, hockey players got low bridged and and their knees were were destroyed. And they basically got rid of uh, of that. Uh, and baseball just uh, shrugs their shoulders and watches uh, star players uh, take a pitch off the uh, off the hand and uh, be lost for six or eight weeks. And uh, you know a pinch runner goes to first base, and that's that's the end of that. I mean, I would. I would try to do something about those injuries which uh, really are are significant and uh, and you're right john you know if they're throwing that hard you better not get hit by one of them
2: excellent point oh. david i remember when we were in minnesota once and uh, donaldson made the point he said they've cleaned up second base nobody gonna hit, get get hurt at second base on a double play there, will, there won't nobody gonna get hurt at the plate there are any collisions but he says guys can still hit me in the hand and it's it, fine go ahead you know the guy doesn't even get kicked out and even if he does what's that punishment i i broke i broke a hammock bone or something or all those little bones in the in the back of the hand you know he, he's gone for two or three weeks
1: well and then the question is you know what do you do about it and um i don't have an answer that uh, says much can be done about it but i, I threw this one at Beeston one uh, one day and he actually uh, thought it was worth uh, taking to uh, Commissioner Manfred. Um, and you're going to laugh, uh, but he didn't. Maybe the commissioner did. Uh, I think uh, you get hit by a pitch, not you know, not uh, on the on the foot uh, gra- grazing your your shoe or uh, your 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 jersey flutters. But if you get hit like that, and um, and you know, you're obviously, I mean two bases instead of one. Now, as they say, it's not much, but it's something. And the pitcher, especially, you know, you got the bases loaded, you, you better not plunk a guy or watch those runners, two of them, come home. Um, wow. I, 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 I think it, it, it is at least something. And it, you'd also have to have the umpires, you know, police the batters so that um, nobody uh, just stands there and allows them. Himself to be hit, but um, to do nothing is is to ignore uh, a real problem uh, for the players, for the game, for the fans. And I wish they would uh, address it. They just ignore it.
0: Well, with due respect, uh, I uh, what I'm seeing is a completely different. Era. I you know I'm, I, we're always concerned about injuries. Do we think the pitchers are actually dusting players? off the plate, because okay. I would say to you that we have all seen an era where guys throwing at batters was a, stri- uh, a strategic part of the game. It was done deliberately, it was done intentionally, and it was every once in a while you'd get a brawl, but usually if it was only if it was thrown at somebody's head. Um, who was the Montreal Expo guy who got hit? Um, Ron or, Hunt. Ron Hunt it happened once or twice a week and well, he, he watched, wanted
1: it to happen.
0: Well, sure. He want, he would lean into pitches. I, so I that's, guess
1: that's on the umpire. It should be.
0: Well, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see it as you guys see that there's a problem with, with pitchers throwing at hitters and trying to move them back off. I, think, I think some
2: guys are, th- I think Robert, some guys are throwing at guys and I also think guys are being rushed with big arms at hundred miles an hour they don't know where it's going right and they, they that will give put you now a guy get like david said a guy gets hit in the in the foot with a breaking ball or a change up that that, that wouldn't count I, to me for a two base penalty but you you ding a guy up in here or it's, you know that's dangerous
1: area you know like going up in the head there and I, and I'm not suggesting that the umpire has to decide whether it's intentional or not i don't i don't care you can accidentally hit a player, uh, in the, in the wrist and put him out for eight, eight weeks. And you've got to be responsible for that. That's a lack of control. That's, you know, we saw Nate Pearson, not know where home plate was and throw it at a hundred miles an hour. Um, Bob's right. Uh, sometimes these guys are, are up there without any command and, um, and the batters are, can be, uh, the victims. So there, I mean, there are things that, obviously there should be things that can be done to reduce the number of injuries in baseball. And we're talking about several examples here, but the sport is really uh, um, suffering. If, if the star players have to, and now you got, you know, half the San Diego Padres on the COVID list. So, you know, you add that um, as well. It's uh, it's,
0: it's, it's a problem. But don't you think the fundamental problem here is that, Pitchers are expected to throw 95 miles an hour. They are bred to throw 95 miles an hour. It means their careers are going to be shorter. It means they can't throw as many innings. When you throw as hard as you can all the time, you're going to walk more people as well as strike out more people. You are going to throw more balls than you are – or as many balls as you are strikes in most, in most cases. So games are longer, all the things that we don't like about baseball, that baseball is trying to correct, I guess, are, seem to me to be the result of one thing. And that is attention to velocity of the pitch.
1: Well, and also Depending the number of, about, Dave. the number of different pitch, pitches, I mean, Bob Elliott, um, you know, how many, how many pitches did Tom Seaver have or Bob Gibson have? You know these guys with six and seven different pitches. I would say three. Uh, I, can't, maybe. I can't think that's great for the arm. Yeah.
0: Well, the other thing is, you know, and we talk about velocity, and this is this is the this is one I don't think there's an answer for.
3: Excuse me, Bob. Bob. Yeah. You say velo. I mean, if you're, you're going to talk about baseball, you got to get into the hip. Uh, you know, the verbiage. Velo. Are you going to crack everybody talks about velo? Yeah,
0: I am because you, you've lost control. Uh, well, and I, I, I knew I had you here for some reason. At least we would now discovered what it is.
1: And all well, the five Thank you. <laughs> I, I prefer, <laughs> Bob, I prefer velocity. Sorry, John. Thank you. <laughs> I prefer otherwise, we're going to be talking about pitchers on the bump and catchers in the squad. So oh, explain. Oh, you know, I, I want
0: you to explain this to me. Nolan Ryan, Roger Clemens could throw it oh. as hard as almost anybody that plays the game today. Nolan Ryan Roger Clemens threw 300 innings in a year. 250 would be a fairly light season yeah w- would throw 8, 10, 15 complete games in a year. This is not possible with the pitchers today that throw at this velocity. why?
2: well I think uh, I think to go first, I think it's uh. Uh, I don't think it's the manager's decision. I don't think it's the pitcher's decision. It's upstairs. It's uh, uh, Kevin Millar. uh, I remember uh, Dave Roberts, where the Dodgers are in the World Series, and and they're just hammering him after taking out Alex Wood or whoever it was after 60 or 70 pitches. And he said, that's unfair to make the manager go up there and answer the questions when it wasn't his decision. It should be the guys from upstairs who made the decision. And it's the same with this team here. Montoya, they are not all Montoya's decision. I
0: don't, I'm not suggesting they are Like
2: like Bezio hitting uh, leadoff, or uh, last year, I remember there was a a real goofy one and somebody else was hitting eighth, uh, a a better hitter. But they go on matchups, which uh, I I don't know. Uh, You know, as far as I know, the team wasn't undefeated.
0: Well, and and part of the, the other thing that you're kind of alluding to here is this philosophy in baseball that you don't want your starting pitcher to face um, a batting order for a third time. Yeah. Let me ask you something. If you were going to get to Roger Clemens, what inning is where you most likely to get first. to? first? First. That is the correct answer. And it's indisputable that if you were going to get to Roger Clemens, you better get to him in the first inning. Cause after that he was going to get in a groove and you weren't going to touch him. And it didn't matter if you faced him three or four times or five times in a game. I think five times would be unlikely because you'd have to give a bunch of hits and he didn't give up many. But, you know, for every reason they give us for why they are doing things, it's not hard to find a counterintuitive argument and say, well, well explain this then, if that's the case. David?
1: You no, know, if, you, if, you, uh, if you wanted a pitcher uh, to pitch a complete game, um, first of all, you're going to have to tell him that. And you're going to have to um, get him to uh, be prepared to do that. And on one hand, uh, in Major League Baseball, there's Shane Bieber, Jake DeGrom, um, you know, a few pitchers that go out there and intend to go all the way. Most of the other ones are trying to go five innings to be, uh, to be credited with a win if they're leading, or six, seven would be a, a real bonus. So they're out there in the first and second and third innings Uh, realizing that they're you know they're halfway home and uh maybe it's a philosophy that has to change that that says you know we want to train guys to go all the way the other thing is you know there's so many guys in the bullpen and it is said to be so valuable to you know to keep bringing uh relievers in and have the batters face different pitchers that um, if there are that many down there, you're going to use them, and the starting pitcher knows that too. So I, I would I would say, hey, let's try to return to the days of of uh, complete games and find pitchers who can do it. But I don't think anybody's making that search now.
0: Here, here, I'm with you. Um, I've long been a proponent of the four-man rotation, and uh, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get there again. But I sure would like. Speaking to see-
1: of But um, Mr. Elliott uh, mentioned uh, um, Craig Biggio. Um, I'm not being too hard on the Jays here, I hope, because I think they've done a a really good job being where they are with all that they faced. And I think that potentially they are a playoff team, as I've said. You do? um, You do? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh sure. You do think they're a playoff team? Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe they don't win the division, or maybe they do but I think they can be uh, one, of the, one of the second place teams wow. uh, or third if, you know, I say Jays host Yankees. Could be two teams from the same uh, division in the, in the wild card. But, but Bob, you mentioned Biggio. For a handful of years, did we not think that the infield combo for the Jays was gonna be Bichette at short and Biggio at second base? Um, w- what happened to that? And what in the world happened that made somebody think uh, Kevin Biggio should be at third base?
2: Their rationale was that uh, Simeon was a shortstop and he'd be better in the middle. And Bichette had short, so they gave him a second.
1: Well, how many shortstops have moved to third base? Lots. Yes. How many, sec- how many second? Th- how many second basemen have moved to third base?
0: Mm. Very few.
2: Not not as many come off the top of my head as, See, as I would I there. think
1: I think Semyon and Biggio are, are both playing out of position. I mean, it's they're not moving semi into third base now, but um, I think it's it's hurt Biggio's development all around. And um, I, I you know that he's not the answer at third base. Uh, they got a lot of guys in the outfield, so he's not going to be a regular there batting 200. And I think, uh, I think it's, it's too bad that his potential is not being, uh, not being seen because he got a wonderful swing. They're all going to Good eye down the right field line, but, um, you know, at this point, he's a, he's a detriment at the plate and in the field. All
0: right. We've so we got to take a break, but we started talking about specifics with the blue Jays. I got a bunch of others. I want to, um, quiz you guys on. We'll take a quick mm-hmm. break and come back with more. Uh, Bob Elliott, Dave Hodge with us back after these messages. Bob McCown, John Shannon, Dave Hodge, Bob Elliott around this uh, table, um, visually speaking. Uh, let's address some of the other things that have happened here. Uh, we talked a bit about uh, uh, Biggio. I think it's, I, I think we're getting. It's becoming dangerous to um, not talk about Guerrero and his performance. We were. M- you know, disappointed with his, in a general sense, with his first couple of years. Thought this kid was going to come in and be, uh, who knows, um, uh, Hank Aaron uh, right right away. And um, didn't know whether he was going to have a defensive position. A lot of people thought he was destined for the DH spot, maybe even by now. They put him at first base, which is about as close as you can get, Mr. Elliott, to hiding a guy. But he has been really good defensively at first base, or am I nuts?
2: I would say he had a bad, uh, he, he had a shaky first 10 days, two weeks, whatever, but he's been very good lately and uh, at, at playing first base defensively. And I think uh, there's no question about the bat. The bat is not what we saw last year. is not what we saw two years ago. Uh, uh, he looks like the real deal for sure.
1: I was glad to see him hit a homer last night because I really think that the three home run game uh, was followed by, let's call it a slump one for um, 15 or something. Yeah. That was, that was uh, starting to be a problem until last night. And I also think this idea that, um, you know, that he's not going to see good pitches and he can just go ahead and take a walk. Uh, fine. Uh, you know, it's good to, it's good to do that. Don't swing at the bad stuff like your dad might have done. And and hit a lot of it, um, oh, yeah. but uh, um, but he, he was he was in a he was in a funk there for a while and uh, and last night to see a ball go out of the, out of the park for, uh, hit, hitting the uh, you know to right field um, looked looked pretty good. The Jays are obviously at their best when he's leading them offensively and when you know the other or a week ago he scored ten runs and he didn't have a hit, 0 for 5. Now, that's both good and bad. That's that's good if you can score 10 runs and get nothing from Guerrero, but it's bad that you get nothing from Guerrero. So uh, he has to be uh, their offensive leader, and as long as he is, uh, yes, John, I think they can be in the playoffs.
2: (laughs) Uh, I've heard hitting coaches say that uh, the toughest at bat in baseball is the one after you hit a ball 380 feet. Because you're trying to hit the next one 794 feet and and i think i mean Guerrero had the three home run game and i think david's right that's then he just went into oh well i'm gonna hit everything he got out of his uh out of
1: his zone or uh, comfort comfort area and uh was swinging for uh, Tampa or whatever well he was getting to the ball. he was getting the ball to the shortstop on two bounces a, a lot of times and uh or striking out, or walking, and he's yeah he's got to be hitting for, for power. But um, uh, man, the you know you've seen the potential. The the, the other um, the hype that a lot of these Blue Jays arrive uh, with reminds me a lot of of um, of of the Leafs and 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 how people have said, you know these guys can't match the publicity that that comes with them. Uh, because everybody's going to be great if uh, if the lease signed them, or traded for them, or whatever, and then you know they they wind up playing on defense and get booed and and leave town. Uh, all these Jays have have arrived with a, with a lot of fanfare, and uh, it's you know is Nate Pearson was he ever or will he ever be as good as he was supposed to be like. For the future, he was going to be the ace of the staff. Well, he's had a lot of injuries, um, and um, we've never seen, certainly at the major league level, any indication that Nate Pearson could put it all together. But we were told that, you know, he was the next big thing. Now they got another guy uh, in Buffalo named Alec Manoa, who is, you know, you're hearing the same thing about him. He is as raw a rookie as you can get, and he could be, starting a game for the Jays in a couple of weeks, who knows? Um, and I, 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 wish they would, you know, tone down to Alejandro Kirk was, you know, nobody he was going to solve all the hitting problems at the catcher. Well, he had a couple of homers in one game, but uh, we didn't see enough of him to to match uh, all that we were expecting. And this, you know, Biggio Guriel. Uh, you know, you can go down the list of players that, uh, are 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 going to be great? You know, listen to the telecast and and hear that you know they will figure it out. Uh, maybe, but I'm not certain of that. So I'm of,
3: I'm curious. I'm curious about both the Menorah and and Pearson. What what would you both the Elliot and Hodge? What would you be doing with these two guys right now? Elliot, you first.
2: Well, I I forget who showed it the other night. Whether it was Tabler or uh, or uh, Showman, but. When Pearson threw the ball, when he let go of the ball, his head was over here, and so like I mean, if if Michael Jordan is practicing hoops in the gym, and the hoop is right there, he's gonna look there, right? He's not gonna look over here. So I mean, that that's one problem. If you you're not gonna hit the plate if you're not looking at it, or hit the hit the catcher's glove, rather. And and the other guy, Manoa. The thing I have a real problem with this. Like, bring him up, bring him up, bring him up. He had seven starts last year. Or in pro ball, excuse me, all at Vancouver until this year. That you better be right. You're going to bring that, a guy that young up and put him in there. You know, I think the Pearson kid. He was. I had uh, uh, lots of lots of good reviews on draft day about him. Uh, college, uh, JUCO pitcher, uh, mature and uh, and can handle himself. Now I don't know if it was nerves the other night. Or if there's something going on, like he's been hurt a couple of times, as David said. But but uh, I think he'll get it back. I would leave the other guy at Buffalo for but there there's no such thing as patience anymore. Like mm-hmm. they don't they would they don't they don't everybody's in a hurry, you know, like nobody pumps the brakes. Well, I get I get
1: that I get that they they especially under these circumstances, they need somebody to start a game and they don't have anybody and so they got to bring somebody to start uh, a game in Houston that's one of the problems hey Nate you know face these guys Bregman and Brantley and Yuli Gurriel and uh, you know that's they may win the American League uh, the Astros without banging garbage cans Uh, so that was a tough assignment for him but You can need somebody to to start a game, Um, but I would say Pearson and Manoa are untouchable until you know they're ready. And they need innings, lots of them, uh, in Buffalo. And, um, you know, Manoa keeps striking out 12 guys every six innings. Then eventually you're going to want to see them, but uh, not yet. And I don't think Nate Pearson has shown anybody uh, this season or last that um that he's ready to be in a in a major league rotation.
0: We only have a few minutes left. I had something to say about Pearson but I'll let that go. Um the Springer situation uh is there a chance we won't see this guy play until well into June maybe even beyond that?
1: Uh if that's what it takes to make sure he's healthy then I would say yes again. Um Patience, there is a lack of it, and uh, you know he he's a he, he really adds to the to the lineup. Um, you, you know you get to the six, seven, eight, nine with the Jays, and um, you know you're going like this these days. Um, but if you can put Springer at the top and move everybody down one, um, that that adds a whole lot. But it's no good if. Um, you know, he's going to be there for a few games and then be on the injured list again so he ha- they have to be sure he has to be sure that he can play center field um, mostly every day or you're not going to see him until then and I'm, I'm fine if he's, if he's ready to see him and I'm fine not to see him if he's not ready because they're making a big mistake one they've already made then they, they shouldn't do it again
0: uh, Robbie Ray with another good performance last night. Um, a guy who his big flaw was his inability to throw strikes from time to time is throwing lots of strikes. Elliot, are you comfortable now with the top three in the Blue Jays rotation?
2: Um, yeah, it, uh, Ryu. Somebody somebody sent me an email last week. They said, uh, "How much better is Ryu than Jimmy Key?" And I said, no, I said, Jimmy Key laps him, you know, Jimmy Key had eight, uh, 200 seasons, 200 innings seasons, eight seasons at 30 or more starts. The most reviews ever had is 192 innings. And uh, I think he had one season at uh, 30 starts. But like, like he pitches six innings a week, period. That's, that's what they're getting out of, you know, so. Uh, I think he's, uh, this is the seventh week of the season tonight. Oh, starting the seventh week and he's at 32 innings. I think I know he's had a DL since and, uh, but, but, uh, he's not, he's not Jimmy key. Uh, I know I live in the past, but,
0: uh, well, and that's just, that's part of the equation here. You have to accept, as we talked about earlier, that times have changed, but they're not going to those- let that guy stay out there.
2: But so many guys uh, drop. He's the best left-hander I've heard that. He's the best left-hander in the franchise. I mean, I don't even know if he's Mike Flanagan. We'll see.
0: Well, I Mike Mike Flanagan was a brief, briefly a Toronto Blue Jay. I think.
1: Yeah. Now that now that Ray has uh, avoided the walks, uh, Bob, uh, he needs to uh, keep the ball in the park, and (laughs) a, a good way to do it. Is not to throw a fastball to Marcelo Zuna on an O2 pitch. That was that was a that was a television moment, John. I don't know if you watched it last night, but 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 Dan and Buck mocked Marcelo Zuna's inability to hit anything that Robbie Ray threw, and oh, yeah. the O2 pitch came in as a fastball and left the park about as fast, well, faster than Marcelo Zuna could ever run, uh, and. Um, whoops, you know, like do not do that when you got this guy swinging at pitches in the dirt, throw him a fastball right down the middle. Um, I, I don't know who the real Steven Mattson is. Uh, I, I think, you know, when talking about the rotation, we got we to gotta wait and see because um, those first four wins made everybody in baseball say, how can that be? Right. And I, I think we have to see more of him.
0: Well, that's a good point. Um, uh, everybody remember the name Jerry Garvin? Yeah. Uh, Jerry, Jerry Garvin went 5-0 and in his uh, debut in the major leagues with the Toronto Blue Jays and couldn't break a pane of glass with a fastball. I think it was in, in the high 70s, maybe low 80s. Well, they were that announcer back then, didn't they? They had a great one. Yeah. World glass guy. Um, time is our enemy. We could chat. Paul
3: Morris was doing the Jays, too?
0: bite me um we uh we, we are out of time i am told and that is uh, invariably the dilemma with this group but uh, we will do this again i hope uh we wish you all uh good health uh stay safe stay away from the water hodge no i
1: just this is to shannon if the jays are in the playoffs i need to be here and we need to continue this discussion That's fine. And, That's and if fine. they're not if they're not you know my number but you don't have to use it If the Jays are are in the playoffs, maybe Dave will be there. Hosting the Yankees in a wildcard game. There you go. I'm going to be real specific here. Okay.
0: Get ready to go to Buffalo. Uh, Bob (laughs) Elliott, Dave Hodge, our guest today. We'll come back and wrap it up after these messages. Our thanks to uh, Dave Hodge and uh, Bob Elliott for joining us on the program. Some uh, Hmm. final thoughts, Shannon, in uh, 90 seconds or less?
3: Every, every time we got on a roll, somebody brought up a guy from the 80s. <laughs> well, uh,
0: <laughs> there's some truth in that, I guess. Yes, Yeah. Get off my lawn. Well, I know oh. there's, a, there's some get off my lawn stuff in there, but it, if you put it in context, how do you explain the Ryans and the Clemenses? as compared to the way pitchers and players are being treated today. How do you explain that they should be fitter, in better shape, and and more injury-free with all the money they're spending, and that the opposite is happening? Something is amiss here.
3: I I just think that the the players, uh, and rightly so, are so protective of their own health because they're making so much money and they don't want to risk not necessarily this contract, but the next one.
0: Well then, pay him less money, damn it, and find guys that can only throw eighty-four miles an hour, but can, uh, can pitch till Tuesday.
3: Well, we've talked about this. That's why Theo Epstein's back in the commissioner's office trying to fix the game that he kind of ruined.
0: Yeah. Well, good luck to that. Yeah. Uh, we got to get out of here. That's it for uh, today. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. We'll uh, see you again tomorrow, if the correct.